Hello, welcome to another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast. My name is Peter Tam, and the date, what is the date today? It is... I'm not sure what the date is, it's uh, the 19th, I think. Um, so anyways, it's the uh, Sunday before 420, whatever that is. Uh, so... It is uh, Sunday the 18th, so let's get to it, and we'll talk about uh, how things are going in my life, personally, and uh, reacting to some current events as well, so let's uh, get to it right now. Hey guys, so yeah, it is another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast, and it's at 2.23 a.m. on a Sunday. I'm driving 15 north to Las Vegas. Uh, right now we've, uh, we've passed Victorville, and it's, uh, we're before Barstow right now, headed northbound. So, why am I going to Las Vegas? Well, one, I haven't been there in like two, two to three months, two and a half months around, and I have a mailbox there that I took out. So, I want to see if there's any mail in said mailbox, and... Uh, in addition, uh, some personal errands to run. Also, I want to uh, visit the city again before the summer hits. And, you know, I've... The whole thing with me trying to buy a house last December there in Las Vegas without a job in mind... Um, that probably wasn't, I don't know, it was, it was a moment in time, and it happened. I can't really assess if, uh, if I had gone through it, gone through with it or not, if it would be a good decision. Um, but the, the fact is, I didn't go through with it, uh, because I didn't have the financing uh, on the loan side to or to get get approvals and to you know go ahead and uh, buy said Las Vegas home. And it's also you know there's there's a certain risk involved. You just go move somewhere without having uh, any type of job uh, at that said location. You're just taking a leap of faith. Uh, that can be uh, a bit um, risky, especially if you have bu- if you're buying property. Uh, obviously, you know if you're renting month to month or weekly or whatever, then there is some wiggle room where uh, you know you get uh, you get a job somewhere else, then you can quickly leave without having 
a lot of uh, financial commitments to tie you down. So that's always an option. Uh, if, if you're purchasing a house, you know, that, uh, that kind of settles you in. And real estate, it does tie you to, to a place, whether that's intentional or not. It does uh, happen. It's not like you're. It's not like if you're in an apartment or whatever. You know, you you move out. You move out. Worst case scenario, you know, you don't get your security deposit back. Um, certainly, with a house, there's a whole lot more going on um, that tie you to that specific place. Now, it's a issue uh, regarding whether you want to move there, like as like a refugee, and then just move there without without even having a job. That's always an option, of course. Uh, but again, as I stated, if if it's that's the case then once once you find a uh, position let's say that's that you need to move again you know if, if you're not in an apartment then uh, it can be a bit more difficult uh, you know because right now I own my condo of course and if I move out you know there's there's certain repairs that need to be done then you put it on the market, blah blah blah. A realtor's involved with, with that. That would mean someone else. So there, there's a lot going on there, and for my particular situation, it can be a bit nerve-wracking and and. not necessarily the greatest uh, uh, efficiency to, to just move out. I mean, in my current situation, I'm, I'm kind of stuck there until I find uh, a so-called permanent job. And right now, you know, I've been applying to places and it's been very Nowhere has extended me an offer yet. So it's it's been a very frustrating process. You know, I've been on this job search now for uh, inten intensity-wise, I've been on this job search uh, pretty much for like eight months now, eight, nine months, seriously looking. Casually looking, I was, I was there. You know, it's been a year now, so it's it's really gotten to a unbelievable, uh, unbelievable area. One of the funny things that happened recently, I had applied to a Las Vegas outdoor claims rep position with Travelers Insurance, and. What happened was travelers had, uh, you know, they re they reach out to me 
and then they're like, you know, you qualify for this position, so we're going to have an uh, interview with you. And the, and the person that sent that email was the HR person, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're going to interview you on this Friday or whatever. So I respond to the email and said, oh yeah, that's a good time, you know, Friday at 2 p.m. Then, of course, the for some reason, uh, so, so that, that email, you know, I, I received it the previous Friday, and it was, I responded to it, like, over the weekend, and then Monday rolls around, Monday, like, at 11 p.m. at night, they, they send me an automated email that... <laughs> that says that the position is no longer open. And the, the thing with those automated emails is you can't respond to them because it just goes to nowhere if you respond to it. So I was thinking, you know, the position's over with. They just sent me a thing that says they're no longer accepting. Um, you know, they're no longer hiring for that position. So the... So, so I was thinking in my mind that it was over. So I went about my day, and then I went about my week, and then Friday rolls around, and lo and behold, it's the traveler's HR person calling to conduct that interview. So I totally did not prepare for that interview at all because they sent that audit, automated automated uh, email stating it was over. In fact, I had taken the the night off uh, the, the the day before on that Thursday, so I would have time not be tired from work and to actually prepare for an interview. But the end result of that was Uh, the end result of that was nothing had <laughs> after I got that audit made an email that said that I that position is no longer open I just took the night off I relaxed I hung out with a friend and lo and behold Friday more Friday afternoon when that phone rang I was completely unprepared so it was kind of a weird situation regarding that and I, I did the interview I thought I did okay uh, but of course how interviews work unless you nail the interview if, if you feel you just did okay then nothing's <laughs> That, that means more than likely, uh, if you didn't uh, do super on it, then more than likely you didn't get the position. So that was what happened. I didn't get the position, and I got another automated email that said I didn't get I didn't get it. So, and then uh, Kemper Insurance. Of course, I've applied to 
them at least like 12 times. I don't know why they always have like uh, supposedly positions open or whatever. But they do. And they have all these positions open, but I've only ha had a inner, uh, an HR interview with them once. And all the other times through three different offices, it's just uh, gone nowhere. So it's been a frustrating process uh, on that end. And I just applied to them for another Las Vegas position. And same freaking result, nothing. You know, again, you get an automated e email that says, uh, boo-hoo, you're not qualified, better luck next time. So it's a very frustrating process. I mean, I have 10 years experience, and you get that type of uh, email that says you're not qualified. It's like, what the freak's going on, right? So, continue, continuing on, of course, why am I going to Las Vegas and, uh, this time? I think it's just to close the chapter on Las Vegas being an option. And being a possibility to move. I always wanted to move to Las Vegas. And I've always been drawn to the culture of the city. I've always felt at home with the casinos and the hotels and all that stuff. Because growing up, you know, my, my family we went to Las Vegas every winter as like a winter vacation because it was very budget friendly. So Las Vegas was always, um, you know, it was always familiar to me. And, you know, I've, I, I come here often and I went to bartending school in Las Vegas. But, it just so happens that perhaps the reason why not everyone moves to Las Vegas is, lo and behold, the job situation in Las Vegas is not necessarily better than it is anywhere else. You know, you, you drive around Las Vegas, of course, and you see all the hotels and casinos, and it's like, wow, there's jobs freaking everywhere. But that may not necessarily be the case. Because typically, if, if someone moves, it has to, for a job, it has to be a job that's better than they currently have. And 
if it's the case with Las Vegas that many of the jobs they have are not particularly uh, super high on the totem pole uh, regarding pay, then people may not be, uh, young people may not be super inclined to move there. So that's that. Uh, why am I driving in the middle of the night? Uh, it's 2.38 a.m. right now. We were in Barstow, still going 50 north. Well, for one, I feel... This is kind of like uh, closing the door on... on... Uh, you know, this possibility, like I just said, of, you know, perhaps this this town isn't for me to live in and I'll forever be a tourist in Las Vegas, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. My whole plan in this whole thing, driving at uh, in the middle of the night, is typically I, I have a late start to that when I actually get get there, um, get to the city, it's it's already late afternoon or evening, and then you end up basically only having one day in the city and. That's kind of a waste, so I'm going there, so when I'm done driving, it's already going to be the morning, and I can I can make use of time and either do some work there, uh, go visit some places, things, things along that line, rather than just nothing. So that's an option. We'll see how it goes. I have driven the 15 at night uh, several times. It is kind of freaky sometimes uh, when you leave town and you're in the middle of the desert and there's the highway which is there's reflectors and white lines and other cars so you can kind of see things obviously in the highway portion. 15 freeway, but then when you're in the middle of the desert, you look around, it's all freaking black, and all you can see is the highway, and that's a pretty exhilarating and freaky drive to partake in, particularly because it's, you know, it's overnight, you're tired. It's, it's kind of boring, it's a straight line, so your eyelids are getting heavy. It, it can be <laughs> quite, quite a challenge.
now regarding online dating that's still going on I did go on a date last uh, last Saturday last week I was in Pasadena this Dominican uh, woman 35 years of age and things were all right we had a good time we talked uh, in Pasadena we looked at Pasadena City Hall it was very pretty so it went well I guess uh, but of course it didn't go super so we'll see we're still on texting terms but the uh, Duration of text and the time in between text has gotten longer now, so uh, that's an indication that they may be losing interest. And of course, it's all the problem of online dating is you have to see them like every week uh, to keep the keep the fire going. If one week or two weeks weekends they're leaving town or you're leaving town or or they have a something planned that they're going to and they don't see you then uh, the, the females can lose interest really quick if you didn't form some sort of uh, intimate type connection and that's an easy way that you can get friends out because it's really hard to keep attraction going with uh, with text. It's kind of the law of diminishing returns. You have to keep sending the text so they know that you're still alive, of course, but the moment you stop it, but each time you send a text, their interest level and the impact of that text becomes less and less. So it's kind of a balancing game. I mean, when you think about it, a work situation or school, those are actually great places to meet people because you see them every day and you spend time with them but because of work you know there's uh, we live in a HR driven society and having a work relationship of an intimate nature is particularly if one person is higher, higher ranked than the other those types of relationships are often uh, kind of frowned upon nowadays. So, particularly because obviously there's a potential for an in, in, inference of quid pro quo and, and things like that. You know, they, they might have to transfer departments or even offices. So none of that happens.
yeah, that's that's a big big deal. And with online dating, or it's it's just hard because you don't you have to keep the fire going. And people lose interest. So it's important. You, you have to build that intimate connection. Or else things, uh, you know, people lose interest and game over. At this point, I'll probably cut back on all these Las Vegas trips uh, after this one. You know, if I'm, I'm moving somewhere else, you know, I'll, pro I'll probably, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably even focus my applying to, to jobs to other cities outside of Las Vegas now. It's, it's very, uh, you know, there's also a diminishing returns on, on me coming here uh, in terms of enjoyment level and uh, productivity and things I'm learning, etc., etc., so... Might not be wise to keep coming here when there's other places to explore, other people to meet. Plus now the, you know, California is opening up again. Anywho. So, as you might know, there's a moratorium on evictions until uh, Wednesday moratorium end. There's a moratorium on evictions until June 30th. And right now the housing market's going crazy because there's not enough supply because of said uh, moratorium on evictions and the world's opening back up again so a lot of people buying houses and interest rates are low creates a perfect storm of uh, chaos do I necessarily want to partake in in um, in the real estate market during this frenzy time I don't know but it's hard to say that the real estate prices would even drop after this moratorium ends, because everything is like a frenzy right now. And I don't know what's going to happen.
Okay, I'm at this gas station, Grimo, and the inside of the gas station looks closed. So, we are going to scooch our way out of here. Because my whole point in this whole thing was to use the bathroom, so if that ain't open, I need to continue on. There's a, yeah, there's this place called Eddie World. That's in Urimo. It's like a, basically a giant gas station. Uh, it's like a Bucky's kind of, if you're familiar with Texas. They have things called Bucky's. And they are giant gas stations inside. It's like a giant store that sells a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, anyways, moving on, we'll, we'll keep going on the road here. Stop by Baker, I guess. And overall, I don't have a You know, I, I don't know if I have a set goal regarding jobs. I mean, the problem, you know, never, this was what I was afraid of when I majored in, in business, is that it can be so general that, uh, you know, you don't, a lot of the stuff you learn in school, it's kind of like general business stuff. And you don't really have technical skills that are immediately applicable to the job market. And that's kind of the situation I'm in now. And yeah, I'm a realtor, I'm a licensed realtor, but you know, these. It's, it's hard to be a realtor, of course, when when these uh, real estate prices are going nuts and, you know, buyers want to buy, but, you know, you, it's a situation where buyers, um, you know, it's like 25, 30 people are competing for one house. And that's not even in popular areas like Monterey Park. It's in places like Riverside and and uh, Moreno Valley and, and uh, you know Rialto. So it's it's gotten quite crazy. I don't know. It's just hard to move on without. Um, having a full-time job. I, you know, I I recognize my mistake of becoming a realtor. I did learn a lot, but the beginning of 2020, I had already decided that, you know, enough was enough and it was time to get back to the corporate world. But a 
pandemic ensued and all this crazy stuff, so it's just been a frustrating go of it. You know, I I might even just full time at Amazon. I don't know. I I prefer a job that's obviously less physically demanding <laughs> than working at Amazon because it is very physically demanding. But. Hopefully, in said near future, I can uh, get a job that is full time. And, you know, even San Manuel, the Indian Casino uh, and Hotel, they, even there, they're having a massive job fair. So, a lot of places are having like these massive hires right now, but. Of course, not corporate America. <laughs> These are a lot of the service industry type of jobs, which is fine, but I do prefer to go back to the corporate world. But maybe at this point, I, um, I shouldn't be that picky. But of course I wasn't picky when I chose Amazon either, so. You know, if, if I wanted another job where my pay is whatever, so I might as well stay at Amazon, right? So, there's that. I'm just going to keep going and keep doing me, and hopefully things turn out well in the future. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lonely road. I don't like being lonely, and it's just been a very lonely process right now, so I don't know what's going to happen. Alright, that's all I have to say. I'm going to keep driving. Have a good one, guys. If you want to follow my progress in life, my Instagram's my main social media. It's Vision of Tam. Although I did read uh, regarding social, social media, I do watch Lou Later, which is a uh, YouTube show by Unbox Therapy. Lou from Unbox Therapy, which is a big uh, YouTube channel. Uh, he had a segment which, uh, you know, he reads from news articles, and then, you know, he makes comments, and then these news articles are usually tech-related, and apparently Instagram shares the most data with, uh, with advertisers, or it's one of the highest, like the top two or three. So, <laughs> um, Instagram and Facebook, they share a lot of data. 
to all these others, where, whereas some other social medias, not so much. And so it's, um, yeah, if, if that's, if I value my privacy, maybe Instagram wasn't the best to use. And my, my phone numbers, <laughs> my phone number is on my Instagram because I'm a realtor, so maybe I need to remove that someday. Other than that, uh, that's all I have to say. So I will talk to you guys later. If you want to follow my Instagram, once again, it's Vision of Tam. Uh, that's T-A-M. Have a good one, guys.